0: What is good, everyone, and welcome back to the Nostalgia Plus Ultra podcast. My name is Nostalgia. Joining me is As Told by Zoe. What's good, my guy? What's up? Hey, man, I'm uh, excited to be back recording. Um, I got sick kind of last week, so uh, Mm. I just wasn't up to record uh, last week. So this is probably one of the last few recordings we'll probably have before everything kind of gets like really hectic for me in terms of. Like game, sort of like college athletics, you know, it's baseball season, and softball season, and lacrosse season, and then basketball's ending. It's like a whole like a bunch of sports are like happening all at the same time, so I'm gonna have like zero time to literally do anything. So um this may or may not be the last episode for a while, but you know, it depends on how everything kind of shakes out. But sure. Um, But yeah, so I'm kind of excited to be back uh, recording today. Uh, We don't have too much because we aren't 100% caught up on uh, the seasonal stuff. I do have some stuff to talk about as far as the seasonal stuff, but nothing like spoilery or anything. Like, you probably won't talk about Trigon just because, you know, it's probably not. um, I don't think you didn't watch that new episode, did you?
1: No, not yet. I think Okay. I woke up like an hour ago. (laughs) It's fine.
0: Um, but we do have a couple of things I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, the first thing real quick was something that I know you had saw on Twitter that I kind of had been tweeting about and I texted you about it too. Um, I know there's one person that's looking to be a guest on the podcast. I'll definitely get, try to get them on before we stop. Um, uh, and there's uh, somebody else that I was Trying to get on the pod and and I hope she, uh, you know, decides to do it. Uh, we want to make sure everybody's as comfortable as possible. Um, yeah, of course. In whatever situation. So we don't want to press or try to push people towards something they don't want to really do, which is fine. Uh, but for anybody listening that's a fan of the podcast, that also does. that also likes to talk about uh, anime, m- uh, video games, other nerd stuff, even music too. Like, please reach out and want to come on the pod we uh it do, i don't want it just to be me and Zoe talking to each other uh we talk to each other like uh, enough every day so it's, yeah. <laughs> i don't want it just to be a situation where we have like 50 episodes and rainy is our only guest you know what i'm saying like i think you know i want more people to come on the podcast so uh, so yeah do that and then also you know with this whole i guess content creation stuff because it was like a big thing. People were kind of putting their two cents in it. Um, it's, you know, I, I tweeted this out too. M- me and Zo doing this, and I could probably speak for the both of us when I say this, are this is mainly something that we're doing for fun. You know what I'm saying? This is something that we is, is a hobby for us. We enjoy doing it. Um, would we like to take it more serious? Yes. And would yeah. we are we do we want to take it more serious in the future? Yes. But not if it stops becoming fun. You know what I'm saying? If a yeah. situation where we get into a point where, like, it's not fun, like, we have to, like, actually get, you know, we get frustrated or upset with the fact that we have to, you know, make podcasts or make YouTube videos or make TikTok and stuff like that. You know, if it gets to that point, I think we just, you know, it's probably going to be a situation where we probably end up stopping. You know, we always want to make sure we're, you know, this is something that's fun for us. We don't want it to be something where we have to turn it into, like, you know, a job You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like, yeah, because, you know, if if we really like what we do and we are able to make a lot of money off of it, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? That's gravy. But, like, I, you know, from stuff I've been seeing from other people that are full-time content creators and also just, like, people that I, like, look up to in terms of inspirational stuff, like, a lot of them kind of like to stay out of the way and... You say like you know it's not all it's cracked up to be, which is fine. You know what I'm saying? I think it's um something that you really gotta have the right mindset for to really want to be like, hey, this content creation thing is I'm gonna make this my career, and it's like, I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's want to make sure we're we're staying being fun. But go ahead, sorry.
1: No, because the thing is, like, yeah, I would like to try to take it a little more serious because I think uh at least what i studied for like being a quote unquote content creator it's like the ideal job but i'm not down to be like a starving artist right now uh you know i'm still trying to find a steady job steady income cuz this editing shit is a lot of freelance uh so before any before i take this you know serious i got to sort my own life out real quick. Exactly. Like both of us are still trying to figure out what we're going to do
0: like long-term in terms of just like overall like career, like like overall financial things. And I think that's the biggest thing. Cause you know, if it gets to a point now where both of us are trying so hard to like get this to get this thing to pop off while also having other stuff to deal with, I feel like it would, be, it would become less fun. Cause then it feels like, you know, we, the starving artist deal is not what we want to get to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it would become less fun if we were like really on the starving artist type shit which none of us want to be on so so yeah it was just that was like a weird thing i saw like a lot of people were putting their two cents into it and you know it's it makes sense you know a lot of the people that i follow on on twitter that mutuals with they are content creators but they are not full-time content creators a lot of them have actual jobs and have a financial uh have some kind of financial stability to, that allows them to do the, uh, to take the content creation more seriously. But me and you don't have that option. It's really just most mm-hmm. so just for us to have something to do. Cause I know, I know like, you know, we live an hour and a half away from each other. We used to live almost nine hours away from each other. So
1: yeah.
0: uh, it was just one of those things where we <laughs> just wanted something else to like, to talk about, to talk about and just like, you know, stay in contact. But we talk to each other almost every day. So, yeah. You know, more people, the more people that want to come on the podcast and talk to us the better, honestly. <laughs> um but yeah, I know you said before we started recording you had something you wanted to uh talk about to kind of extends into extended into like last week's or 2 weeks ago's episode um about the Atlas thing.
1: Yeah, it's it's a very small tangent, but I feel like Uh, this is like a good example of how to do stuff or how to quote unquote normalize it. Um, Fucking I'm still playing Fire Emblem. Um, I'm like 35, 40 hours in. Um, One of the units you meet later is a a Wyvern knight named Rosado. And for the longest time I just thought oh, this character is a girl. It's very female presenting. Um, But no, it's a man. Goes by he. um, Just looks like a girl. Dresses like a girl. Very female presenting. But no one questions it. There are no jokes made at his expense. There are no questions thrown at him. Like oh you're a guy like he does whatever the fuck he wants he acts however the fuck he wants to act and people move on with their lives
0: pretty simple and i just
1: and i just thought like that coming from i was i did not expect that coming from nintendo but i was like i mean this isn't this isn't terrible yeah, I, mean,
0: I feel like that's probably just the best way to go about it. Honestly, you just have a character in there, and then none of the characters go, "Oh, wait, you're X, Y, and Z. I didn't know." Or it's just, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of just like implied that everybody just knows, and nobody has an issue with it, which I think is great. So, um, yeah, I know we talked about like last two weeks ago that I think Atlas has the has the foundation to maybe make that kind of connection and, and have a situation where that could be executed well but i think they have too many straight people in the in the mix to yeah. really tell a compelling story i feel like they need a more diverse um staff in terms of their gender and sexual orientation in order to really understand how that kind of goes and this is coming from two straight males on the podcast where we don't really talk about stuff like this all the time so I uh, both of us know where our limitations lie in terms of that experience, so yeah, um, it's probably and we can we but we also can tell like whether or not something's done well or not. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, with Atlas, they probably have a little too many uh, straight cooks in the kitchen. They need a, they need somebody else uh, to come in. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's funny though is I know you mentioned it and uh, before we start recording, and I had something about that when it came to this uh, new season of anime or that's going on right now with um, Revenger, which a lot of people have been hyping up personally speaking. I I think it's uh, personally speaking. Revenger is good. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not good. Revenger is good. However, (laughs) there's a huge caveat here where where it's, it's not, you know how I, I usually talk about how shonen and other like anime don't do anything super original, but still tell a good story. Sure, this one is kind of the same thing, where it's like there's not really anything original going on here with the story, and it's told well, but also there's nothing else really, really there in terms of like the substance of it, which is kind of throwing me off because like people are really like hyping the show up, and it's like. I don't want to like rain on anybody's parade and say anything is bad or whatever, but like, I just have my own, I guess, opinions on it. The I'll, I'll get to the, I'll get to the point in a second, but I kind of want to get my thoughts off on this. Cause we're, it's just during, during the season, but um, we're five episodes in, right? The first maybe episode and a half really focused on the main character and his story. And what he was, what he had going on, in terms of like you know his story with the killing off, accidentally killing off a large percentage of you know people in his clan, and then being framed for murder, and then having these, oh, excuse me, having these uh, hitmen, this hitman group of people come and help him out, and then now he's a part of their crew and stuff like that, which is fine. And I think it's a good base for a story. However, I just wasn't sure how they were gonna. Go about the main character's journey with this group of people because they could have done it one or two ways, and I think they're doing it the second way. But they could have been like, Oh, well, he's part of this guild doing assassination things, but it's also, he's also having to like stay on the run from people in his clan for uh, being accused of murder, or maybe he has to go avenge, you know, his clan for being, you know, they get revenge on that clan for. You know, framing him for doing anything else which is which was basically the, the plot of episode one and the beginning half of number of two of the second episode so now where do you go from here right and it's you can focus on the other characters maybe and give them some more backstory where a lot of the revenge hits or like their targets for revenge are based on each character's backstories and, and motivations which i think they're kind of doing mm. but it's more like the first half of the episode is like weird quirky interactions and some serious small exposition plot points and then the back end of the episode is them just going to kill somebody you know what i'm saying it's very just yeah. it's it's a basic formula. formulaic it's, yeah it's formulaic in a way like there's nothing else that really has come up that's been like oh like this is Really moving the plot forward, or because it doesn't seem like it really has too straightforward of a plot, but it sure. also doesn't have too complicated of a plot either. It's kind of in that middle area, which I think is not a good place to be in. You know what I'm saying? But also, speaking, I'm gonna be
1: I'm no, gonna go be ahead real for a second. The Revenger is a dog shit name. <laughs> it <laughs> does not. It does not make me want to watch it.
0: For like a or anime, I mean, because people are automatically going to think about Tokyo
1: Revengers. Well, I mean, but the thing is, Tokyo Revengers, it sounds like a group. It sounds like a, which is like, they're a gang. And it's like, it's a little more just Revenger. It's like, okay, this guy, it's probably about a guy looking for revenge. Wow. Yeah,
0: but that happens in like, maybe the first, that's the first episode. And that's it. I it's guess like, just, you-
1: it just doesn't scream like interesting.
0: No, I know. I feel you. And it, that's like that's one of those things where it's like, it's like, I mean, you can have it where each member of the group is a revenger, like they're trying to get revenge sure, and you can sure. play it that way. You could do that. Like, you know, with um. I think a good a good uh, show that does like the individual character arc like situations good is Great Pretender. One of my one of my favorite animes of all time. Like number like yeah. one one B. Like one A, one B. It's Yu Yu Haka Show and Great Pretender. Uh they do that well. Like the first arc is all about is kind of about Makoto's story. You know what I'm saying? His backstory. Then you move on to Abby's. Then you move on to um Cynthia's. Then you get to then you finish off with Laurent and Makoto's Makoto. story combined, but mostly yeah. Laurent. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they do it well enough where all their con man targets, their marks, are all have something to do with the people they used to be. You know what I'm saying? So, it's that's they do that well. Revenger, it kind of seems like they're trying to do that, but they're five episodes in, and it hasn't really done too much. You know what I'm saying? The first two episodes were good. Like, it's the main character really trying to get accustomed to the group that he's in, and also, like, getting revenge for being framed. Episodes three and four are just quirky little story in the beginning half and then going to kill somebody in the second half of the story. That's episodes uh, three and four. This episode, which my point has come back now where they have one of the, remember how I mentioned at the very beginning of the season, how like the, this anime is like for the girls and they have one like female yeah. character they have yes. one female character that looks like a child. Yes. <laughs> Here's the thing. They are not a child, one. Of course. And they are also, like, not either gender. Okay. So I'll explain it. Because I, I don't know if you're going to watch it. You probably won't. But it's not a huge deal. Basically. I'll probably
1: wait till the whole dub is out. And then I'll watch it while like I'm working. Yeah.
0: So the character that's female presenting in the show, their name is Neo. Their name is Neo. Throughout the entire episode, and even, like, when I think back to the other episodes, they never, like, the people in the group never assign, like... A, a, pro, a Not even a gender. They don't even sound like, a pronoun to a Neo. Pronoun. They always just refer to Neo as Neo.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: You see know what I'm saying? Like, it's never yeah. a situation where they... Um, Is she,
1: like, an alien or something?
0: No. <laughs> it's not like that. I think... Neo, I think just for, to make things just a little bit easier, I'm just going to say their name, that way, it's just way easier sure. for me to like, not get into trouble, but that's how, the, that's how the show does it Yeah, so literally just, so Neo, um, used to be like a travel, in a traveling circus and they, you know, there's this one weird creepy guy that has a weird infatuation with Neo that's, is, I, I can't really explain it, but, mm. The main care, then one of the main, the main leader of the assassin group, he brought Neo out of that situation because, um, because he saw like how Neo and the other kids have been are being treated. Like that weird like ringleader guy, like he's been, he had a habit of like kidnapping interesting looking kids and like putting them in a circus act, which is like, you know, it's whatever. Why, it's weird. Why are
1: why are kids interesting you brother that's
0: what i'm I'm saying energy looking kids so it's that's a whole thing Hmm. so he that weird circus ringleader comes back and tries to get neo to come back to the Mm -hmm. the the traveling circus and in in doing so the ringleader like steals like kidnaps two twins that you meet earlier in the show and uh basically neo goes to like help help get them out but can't kill the ringleader guy i think the guy's name is Don doan doan i guess like d-o-a-n doan so they can't kill She uh, neo can't kill doan because they need to get like the little gold trinket that has the bite marks in it in order to like actually have like a contract to kill somebody so neo basically like fabricates Like a situation where the little twins like want revenge on Doan for kidnapping them or something like that. Sure. So she goes to do that while they're prepping for while they're prepping for the like the assassination. They're all getting their gear set and they're all getting ready to go. They have this weird flash of Neo getting ready, right? Okay. And um, it's so like the this bottom half garment that neo's wearing like comes off and it's just like a like a wire with like a loincloth like covering like the private parts and there's like a tiny little like (laughs) like bulge like in there which is super super weird shot like i'm not gonna go and hold you it's a super weird shot yeah like it's got a weird little bulge there implying that neo has a thing you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna say i don't feel like <laughs> that
1: it implies neo has a bones
0: yeah it has a little thing going on but then the very next shot is like an over the shoulder shot of like the back of neo's head and like shoulders right here mm. and you could see she has bones yeah like neo has 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 boobs so like it's implying that like that Neo is, I guess, non-binary could be transgender. I have no clue. They just don't gender or pronoun this person at sure. all. Sure. Sure. And so, like they have the whole thing, they go through the whole thing. Neo ends up killing Doan. Whatever, cool. And, but I think it's a, it was done. I do think the the way they the the the, the show is directed and the shots they 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 use to imply that that Neo is neither boy or girl. Was weird. I'm not gonna sit here and say that. I'm not gonna be like, "Oh, it's really well." Done. I'm not gonna say it's well done. I think it's it was super weird how they did it. Yeah, but I do think it's a it's a fine choice to kind of to kind of explore that situation because sure. you get um, a situation where nobody questions it, nobody really asks. Like nobody. The only people that try to actually like gender Neo in the show especially in this episode or like the very beginning where like, there's like some competition going on that Neo's a part of. And mm. one random guy in the show was like, Oh, you're like, this, this would be the last time you beat me little boy. And then this other random guy comes in the frame. He was like, this little girl's good. And then Neo goes, boy or girl, which one? And then both of them say like at the same time, girl, like you're a girl, you're a boy at the same time. So as soon as I saw that in the beginning of the episode, I was like, "Oh, I think I know where this episode is going." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But yeah. again, you know, I think it's done. It's done fine enough to where no, I don't think anybody could get offended by it. Hopefully, yeah.
1: I mean, it it look it sounds like no one's like taking jabs at Neo, and no, like it it, it sounds like the whole interesting looking kids thing it's like a like kind of almost like a traumatic thing for neo mm-hmm. and you know obviously getting revenge on their part uh yeah it it, it sounds i don't want to sit here and say it was handled very well cuz i don't know but it it yeah. was handled better than rin being a fucking alien
0: yes <laughs> it's way it had a way better than that i think another it reminded me of I don't know you've never seen Tokyo Ghoul either, but there's another there's a character in the show and anime or in the anime and manga that's kind of the same thing. Essentially, they are they're it's weird. Like they don't have like any kind of like it's this is hard to explain. So the character is neither boy nor girl because at one point, they were a boy, but they were in this again, like ch- circus type thing, mm. and the lady that was in charge of it essentially, like emas- to, for back for back of a better term, emasculated mm. the child.
1: Damn, you know
0: what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. so the the child has very. Like feminine like so this character i forgot their name it's it's i'm really it's funny i'm really good with like character faces and like designs and i know if you show me a character i know exactly where they what show they're in i just for the life of me cannot remember what their name was but this case so this character in the show they have very feminine like facial features. features and body structure they're very petite but you can tell it's a Like they, they were, they were supposed to be, or they are, they have more like a masculine presenting, like, I guess like, like way they act, I guess. Sure. Which is, so it was just kind of like when I saw like the Neo thing and then I saw that and I just kind of put two and two together there where it's done well enough to where I don't think people would really get up in arms about it. But I also don't think it was like flawlessly executed, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Um so yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I think it's always weird like us being two straight dudes talking about this because <laughs> I don't I never know like how these conversations are going to go.
1: Yeah, but it's it, it's not like we're the fucking fresh and fit podcast, you know? <laughs> I I feel like there are, we have just shit to talk about and as long as yeah. you're, as long as we're not hurting people, I feel like it's fine.
0: Yeah. Like I I always feel like you know, we may not be able to like fully articulate everything the yeah. the way we it sounds in our head, but I feel like we are smart enough to know how to like, you know,
1: navigate it, I guess. I I th- I mean, I hope I'm using these words right. It's hard to sympathize, but we can empathize.
0: Yeah. 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 But um yeah, I know you haven't brought r- too much of the new anime season. Um, I do want to get uh, my my thoughts about Villain Saga. I know you haven't seen it. I understand.
1: Oh, bro, fuck! I forgot it was even a thing this season.
0: Shit. I have. I know you have not seen it, but I need to get this rant off because people are starting literally what I Uh-oh. what I said in the very beginning. Uh oh how people are gonna misinterpret
1: the fuck out of that show how many episodes are out it's been like four three or four i think three or four and people are already complaining yes oh lord people
0: are people are misinterpreting it you know the what i thought was going to happen hasn't happened but it's something else like people aren't complaining the show's boring now because there's no fighting in it mm-hmm. people are complaining because they think thorfinn's a bitch and it's like Oh, what man. are we talking about? Are we watching the same show? Oh lord! <laughs> like people, like ah, this is this is what gets me. It's like, do people not? I think people just aren't very emotionally intelligent,
1: and Bro. can't <laughs> the 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 connection, the invention of the internet has erased all media literacy for real. But also, <laughs> but also, uh, usually anime seasons are like twelve episodes. Yeah, it's only been four. R- Re fucking lax. Keep watching saying. the show. That's what I'm saying, <laughs>
0: bro. It's ridiculous. Like, like people watched all of season one of Villain Saga and completely missed the point of Thorfinn's character development like i like completely missed the mark like you you've seen the beginning correct
1: yeah 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 okay so like halfway okay
0: so i what i say won't be a spoiler for you but like it just it's you can probably already tell where the story's going just because you've seen enough stories to understand how yeah like that character like thorfinn's character is going to work right yeah fucking (laughs) thor's his father tried to get him to be like, look, try, try to instill in Thorfinn that, you know, you have no enemies. I know you want to be all this this big rough and tumble guy. Cool your jets. You know what I'm saying? It's be, not the life you want, kid. Yes, yeah, what I'm saying. It's not the life you want. Like, you don't want to go through life being super violent or whatever. Like, just, you know, live life. Be be kind to people. Whatever. Right? That's not how that, Thorfinn automatically after the death of his father gets, you know, gets to a point where he's like, you know, on this revenge tour, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what happens as a result of that, but Thorfinn now is in a position where he's just super depressed and has no, like, direction in life, right? So, <sighs> there's a point in this, in like, I think episode three, where. Thorfinn is literally like he's just been so hardened and desensitized to like violence and war
1: Mm.
0: that when this guy starts like like trying to get him to be scared like basically saying like if you act like you're scared or if you show fear then I'll stop or whatever like come on why are you not being afraid of dying or whatever and Thorfinn's like I've just I've seen so much shit I don't really care about Being afraid of dying, I'd much rather die. You know what I'm saying? That he's on that kind of wave, which sucks. You know what I'm saying? And you can kind of empathize. You can see like uh, the issue that he's going through, and like people are trying to be like, "Man, Dorfin a bitch, bro. Like, you just gonna sit there and let that guy like take cuts at you the whole time? Like, you're not even like Dorfin became so soft after the after season one. Are we not watching the same show? Are we, like are we I watching the same show like Thorfinn as someone who
1: a- isn't caught up I can already tell it's a tragic story of his father trying to do one thing dying too soon and failing to instill that, that thought process in his son so people shouldn't be while well, Thorfinn's a bitch people should be sad that's what I'm saying.
0: Like, and then also to be like, this man Thorfinn literally stood with the straightest face possible, no fear, looked his man in the eyes while he was like trying to scare him and didn't move. Are we, again, Kobe,
1: Kobe I will, mentality? I will, <laughs> as,
0: as, as I'm saying, uh, I will say one more time, are we watching the same show? That's Mamba shit right there. So what I'm saying. Like that's like it's actually kind of sad that you see that happen, right? But also, you're as like the, the shonen meathead in, in me is like Thorfinn has that dog in him, that's crazy.
1: <laughs> you seen those TikToks? What if I told you Thorfinn had that dog in him? That's what I'm saying. But yeah, I think people are just um, completely missing the point of how Thorfinn's character is supposed to work, right? And I and think it it's, could it could lead into real life of. Oh, he's suicidal. You think he's a bitch? That's why suicide rates are. But we don't have to get into that.
0: You know, I, I, oh, hey, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, I think people people lack some emotional intelligence when it comes to and emotional intelligence and media literacy. I guess. Yeah, bro.
1: <laughs> Listen, I I I'm not gonna sit here and and pretend I'm I'm better than anybody. I have had to search up ending explained sometimes. Yeah. Because sometimes movies get out of hand, but like at the same time, it's like, think, think, think about what you're watching for a second. Just a little you bit, know? you
0: know what I'm saying? Just a, just a tad bit. Cause like, I don't know. I think, um, the, the way the story is going, I definitely enjoy how it, how it's working. And I think Thorfinn is probably one of my favorite MCs just big off of the, off this new season just because, you know, he's, showing he's showing how the re, the cycle of revenge i feel like should work in a story where like you know you you're so bent on revenge and you may or may not get it but i always liked the what now part of revenge stories right i always like the what now because the what now is always kind of shows me like how the story is going to go how like how the story ends or like if it continues i always enjoy how that part goes because i feel like a good bit of people like miss that whole thing miss i like kind of yeah. missed the mark on that stuff i think thorfinn's vinland saga is done a great job of it was like okay thorfinn may or may not have gotten his revenge because i'm not going to say anything he may or may not have gotten his revenge now it's like what do you have much what do you have to live for because you gotta think in season one his entire thought process for everything he did was I'm going to kill Askelad to avenge my father. Right. Mm. Yeah. You get in this new season now and it's like, he has no, he has no more motivation to do anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of the outcome of what he, what his plan was in season one, you know what I'm saying? He's like, he has no, <laughs> it's like, you can just see on his face. Like he has no motivation to do anything. And I think it's, uh, I think people are just, you know, misinterpreting the whole thing. I feel like a lot of people do that with so many characters. Like I see the, like I, I like Deku is not my favorite MC in Shonen. He's not. Just being yeah. honest, I think he's a very interesting character because I like characters that think through their thought processes when they thought processes when they fight. I know we mentioned about that in the other like protagonist, uh, yeah, uh, episode. But I feel like he gets a lot of unnecessary slander in terms of
1: why people oh. don't like him bro did you did you see my tweet on 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 this this was like a like a few weeks back uh i, th- I,
0: th- I think i saw if i probably missed it
1: someone tweeted um about to start my hero academia or just started my hero and why why does deku get so much hate and is it warranted i quoted it and said it 100 percent is not warranted the crybaby that everyone says he is, is actually Takemichi. Literally. If we want to talk about being a bitch, it's Takemichi is a bitch. Dog. (laughs) I think it's... Okay, I think this, like,
0: semantics and optics come into play when talking about, like, Deku and Takemichi. Because Deku is a child, right? You know what I'm saying? He's a child. You know, what I'm saying he has
1: dreams, aspirations. He may have. He's you know, a child not... that that just got left the fucking world because fucking all my, you know, the right. finger, literally. But even still, too, like before that, he's a child. He was in
0: middle yeah. school. You know, what I'm saying like they don't, middle schoolers aren't, don't have like aren't super in touch with their emotions. They're a lot more, you know, so they're more open. Like they can, like they're gonna cry. They're gonna be. You know what I'm saying? Overly emotional about things, just in general, because that's like how a child works, right? Mm. These people are trying to push this like toxic masculinity shown in meathead form uh type of shit onto Deku where it's like you shouldn't be crying. You're people think Deku's supposed to be a grown ass man when he's really like 15.
1: Yeah, bro. It's like you know <laughs> what I'm it's like what? But even then it's like look at the situation he's put in literally bro a 15 year old has to fucking fight this guy that can crumble anything in a 50 mile radius and then he sees fucking you're caught up right for the most part yeah I mean I'm the manga only caught the up, last, so the last thing I saw was Dobby's dance yeah so like fucking he had to see fucking crust died. Mm-hmm. aizawa had to cut off his fucking leg which was badass mm-hmm. like uh, i'd cry like what yeah what do you mean <laughs> like what are we talking about <laughs> that seems so fucking good in the dub yeah, it's too crazy. because um i always forget this fucking name shigaraki mm-hmm. uh, shoots aizawa with the with the bullet to take away mm-hmm. his powers and aizawa just cuts off his own leg and shigaraki in the dub goes Wow, you're such a badass! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah, I love that. Like the the way the um, anime is going for that is really cool. But okay, back to Takamichi though. Here's my thing: he's technically thirty in a fifteen year old's body, and he's crying about everything.
1: Like, bro, like if we not really to want mention, to talk about, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Not to mention a thirty year old that has. No Riz, <laughs> shitty job. Lives in a rundown apartment. Like, the guy's a loser. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go that far,
0: but I like he's thirty in a fifteen year old's body. Like, you really want to break that down? Like Deku's really fifteen? He's uh, he's actually a grown ass man. You need to apply that Shonen beathead logic to Takamichi. Because he's really
1: technically a grown ass man. And if you want to think realistically, he's always crying because he can't save the girl he likes. It's like, brother, she left you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're like, he's a loser. He's a bitch. (laughs) The reason I like that anime is because of Draken and Mikey and other characters. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that shit's
0: hilarious. <laughs> Bro, I can't. No, it's literally like, yeah, you got to apply that logic to Takamichi. You can't do that to to Deku. So it's like, it's one of those things, you know, the, I don't know, you get a lot of, like, again, like, you know, the, the anime community sphere is mostly male dominated. And a lot of those, a lot of those males really, because I mean, just. Two straight males talking about anime right now, yeah. Um but you get, <laughs> but you get a uh, situations where a lot of them just are so used to like kids that are suddenly like thirty times more mature than they need to be about yeah. shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, not everybody's gonna like, well, but even still, too. Like, I think people I feel like people just don't really be paying attention to the MCs they like. Because like if people want to talk about people want to talk about like all their favorite MCs and how like how crazy they are, how they won't be crying about some shit. I mean, you know, I'll take Ichigo for example. Like Ichigo is a very troubled character in the show. Like I know a lot of the stuff people a lot of the scenes and a lot of the more famous stuff from him is when he's when he's uh acting like a badass in the Soul Society arc, you know, he's saving everybody's lives, or he's just doing whatever, but you also gotta think like, he's had very vulnerable moments where he's cried, and had very vulnerable moments where he's like, been like, upset about something, you know what I'm saying, when um, like, right before the Soul Society arc, where he gets beat by Aizen and Renji, and, and Rukia gets taken away, or when literally the whole situation with his mom, like, how he feels like he can't, he is the sole reason for his mom dying
1: yeah. and
0: him not being able to beat the hollow that killed his mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he cries and has, yeah. has issues. Same thing with like, with like with Naruto and you know, saying, just taking off a big three. Cause I know people love the, like the big, like big three conversations. Naruto has a ways where he's been vulnerable and has cried about stuff like the death of his, of some of his favorite of, of some of the, the characters in the show. Luffy, has cried I was several times just about
1: to say to to bring it to like the best the one that everyone loves fucking there's a famous scene of of sanji leaving luffy's fucking crying and yelling and kind of throwing a tantrum but everyone's mm-hmm. like i love this scene it's like dude it's just he's throwing more of a tantrum than than deku ever has i think like people just don't really
0: be people just always see and get hype for the, the moments where a character is like just act super hard and just miss moments where characters actually, you know, they cry.
1: <laughs> characters I actually mean, cry it, and get upset. Deku being so like emotional, I, I feel is what make makes him like a a likable MC. Mm-hmm. It, Cause he's not just oh, I'm I'm the next all for one. Fuck it. Like, no. Like, he's a kid, and he has kid worries, and he doesn't want to see anyone die, but it's fucking hard when you know, fucking Shigaraki is basically a serial killer. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's gonna cry. And uh, again, it goes back to, you know, not even media literacy, but like, people like empathy to even if it's yeah, he's a fictional character, sure. But, you know, how do you, people get connected to media all the time? It's kind of what makes people like stuff. Yeah. You know, fucking. Uh, it's, this is a bad example on my part because I don't like this movie, but like everyone cried at the Titanic. Yeah. Because you gotta feel empathy. Yeah, <laughs> You know? <laughs> like, you know, the, the...
0: It's a fake story.
1: But you're empathetic to these characters who are freezing in the fucking water. Yeah, true. I'm not a big fan of I'm not a big fan of that movie either, so... Yeah, <laughs> but on, I do on, a si- on a side tangent, that movie's fucking boring. I don't care what anyone says. I like three-hour movies, but three hours of, of, of two rich... Well, I guess Jack isn't rich, but of two white people they just met and they're already in love it's been like two days shut the <laughs> fuck up like no yeah nah get that shit out of here absolutely not <laughs> um
0: but yeah so that's just the biggest thing i think it's really funny how nobody really well people do apply that logic to takamichi i know me mean you and even rainy like we have that
1: episode we literally talk about toga avengers forever but here okay here's my biggest thing Deku cries. Takemichi cries. Deku can back it the fuck up. Deku kicks ass. <laughs> Takemichi can't throw a punch.
0: Oh yeah, that's, that's true. I'm not going I'm not, I'm not to say it. It's, He's I a mean, loser. I mean, Te- Deku does have superpowers though. Like he does
1: have the greatest ability of all time. Yeah, but he like learned how to use it. He's not just breaking his arm every fucking time. Like, he knows how to, like, flick, and he does the super cowling, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Because he's, I, like, smart. Takemichi yeah. can't do shit. <laughs> yeah. Just,
0: it's like, bruh, in, again, you're 30 in a teenager's body
1: now. Like, you're, you're how- 30 looking up to 16-year-olds because he's always like, oh, Drakin, this and Mikey that. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even put that together that's fucking hilarious bro when they're fighting when they're fighting in the fucking uh the <laughs> junkyard and he does some shit and Draken literally pushes him to the side and he's like we'll take you from here
0: <laughs> i didn't even realize that's funny as fuck <laughs> bro literally he's 30 looking up to 16 year olds that's crazy
1: you're a grown man that's what i'm saying So fucking deku can back it up
0: yeah (laughs) but yeah and even like the weird stuff with my hero even extends into other characters like people are really out here defending endeavor for how he treated the his whole family You'd be surprised. Like, bro, I know it I know the face you made, but I'm being so serious. Like like people are real live online defending Endeavour because he's going through this redemption arc or whatever. But that's
1: the thing. It's a redemption arc, meaning he knows what he did was wrong. If it right. wasn't wrong, there would be nothing to redeem. Right. <laughs> Characters can make mistakes and then learn from them. Yes, but I also don't think like
0: I don't know, with how things are going with Endeavor and even like the more recent episodes you see like I just genuinely like he's not like his redemption arc doesn't really mean anything for me. I mean as far as how the redemption arc is going like yeah, like you know, it's sure. it's getting to that point where you know, cuz I mean you've already you already figured out who we already figured out who Dobby was in the anime. So Yeah. So like it's going to a point where like that's gonna have to come into a head and like Endeavor's gonna have to f- face like the consequences of his actions. Yeah, I just think that like I still at the end of Endeavor's redemption arc, I still think he's a piece of shit. Like it's like, yeah,
1: <laughs> like he's a piece. Listen, of shit. I think I think Endeavor's like cool because like his superpowers are cool. He's big and strong. He's a badass. Look at his son. Look at all five of his kids. Yeah, look at all of his children and his wife. He did some fucked up shit. Whether if you want to like him more afterwards, that's fine. But you no, you can't defend turning Dobby into Dobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking up his two normal kids because they're fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, scarring... Whoa, I forgot. Todoroki? Todoroki. And then sending his wife to a fucking mental hospital. Right. Come on. Like, like, like people just aren't. I just, again, like, are we watching
0: the same? That's, my, that's the title for this episode. Are we watching the same show? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, obviously crutch, we're not. Just because he's cool doesn't mean he's a good person.
0: Michael yeah. Jackson,
1: <laughs> right? Just because he's cool doesn't mean he's a good person,
0: Bruh, It's oh boy. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the the title of this episode. Are we watching the same show? Because people just I, it doesn't seem like we are. Like, are we, <laughs> like what are we really talking about right now? And um, then it
1: goes, I get full circle. There's there's no media literacy. You're 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 forgetting. Because if the writers of My Hero want there to be a redemption arc, that means he has to realize, like, yeah, what I did back in the day was fucked up. And then people are forgetting that he did all that to be number one, and he could never be number one when, um, when All Might was around. Mm-hmm. So then there's this tragic kind of story, like, damn, I fucked up my kids for no reason. Cause I'm number one, when All Might had to retire.
0: Yeah, it's not like he. So beat then All it Might. makes
1: it makes the whole it makes the reason why Dabi is Dabi and why Todoroki has a scar. It makes it sadder. But mm-hmm. if you're defending what he did, you're missing the point. Yeah, or even like trying to,
0: like, w- through this redemption arc, trying to push Endeavor into this like lovable character arc, which absolutely not no are we being for real? like be be all the way for real right now <laughs> be all the way for real <laughs> like don't push him into this lovable character situation because he's finally realized how much of, how much of a piece of shit he was like that's not how that yeah. works so but yeah <laughs> um i do want to i guess it might be a shorter episode but i do want to get this uh this part off. Um, I sent you a TikTok before we started recording. Cause I wanted to talk about it. Oh, Lord. how, <laughs> which y- you saw it though, right? You watched it, right?
1: I did. Do you agree? Uh, let me, let me, uh, let me, <laughs> let I me can't promise. say I, I can't say I agree. I, I, uh, because <laughs> I, of my skin color.
0: <laughs> I'm dead we've we've established that you are cuban on the show nobody's going to care no i know i'm joking we've established that you are a minority on the show <laughs> you are a person of color on the show um, <laughs> um so i said Zoe a to tiktok today basically saying that it was the guy was basically explaining that to to the mark of a good story like how you know it's going to be a good story is that it has to have some sort of racism in the show <laughs> And he listed off, like, a
1: bunch of different great shows that I really want to. I thought everything he was going to list was going to be a meme. But then I was like, well, yeah, there is is racism in this show. Literally,
0: like, literally every, almost every show he listed off had a good point. Like, bro. um, Oh, he said, so Naruto, Tobirama had an issue with the Uchiha clan and wanted to eradicate them. That's a little bit of racism in there. You brought up Code Geass and how those people are, um, how like there's like two different like parts of like people of Britannia and like, the, I can't remember. It's been so long since I watched that show, but people of Britannia and like the other people are like are at odds with each other. Like, and it has something to do with the race of people. They're racist. You get, um, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z with the Frieza. Saiyans and Frieza, yeah, <laughs> that's like the most obvious one. Um, Look at
1: these monkeys.
0: Exactly, literally, it's like, bro, it's like ridiculous. Like, and then you, so you have, um, so you have. Oh, I see I'm, oh looking, full, I'm looking through it. Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemist. Like the whole thing is centered, like the a, a big chunk of the story is built on right. racism. And, people, and uh attack on titan attack on titan the whole attack on titan is literally just uh an allegory for world war ii
1: yeah and then for one piece i thought it was just gonna be the zoro meme but then i forgot that there are slaves yeah the Arlong pirate pirates and like the fishmen
0: yeah and like how the celestial dragons are um are like the big group and they like have kind of enslaved them for a little bit yeah it's crazy, <laughs> but like, bro, what's so funny it was it's it's not funny. erasive' is not funny. Obviously. But like, what's ridiculous is like, I, I, I'm I'm reading a manga right now, mm. and halfway through, I'm like, oh, this is a great, um, this is a great story. It's cool, 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 really cool. I, I enjoy how everything's being put together. Then I realized, I saw the TikTok. Then I realized the story has racism in it oh, like it's clear cut as day like so i'm reading a i'm reading a manga called to- togen anki and side note i think it's really really freaking good and i think i think it's um I sh- it should be up for talks to get an anime adaptation i think it's that good oh, um cuz i think it has a cool story it doesn't do anything super creative in terms of how shonen works you know how my whole deal is right but yeah. it does it has a unique enough of a premise to be able to separate itself from other shonen. And what I mean by that is basically what I mean by that is funny enough, has to do with the thing we talked about <laughs> with with this. With the TikTok. Cause like so you have the so to make a super long story short, to kind of give you an idea of what's going on, there are these Certain beings called oni um and they take the form of humans they're they're humans but they have um a certain like their blood it has some sort of like a demon in it or whatever and they uh, when they awaken it sometimes they may go berserk and are prone to like loser like be very dangerous to society right and they how oni Get their powers. They use their blood to either cover themselves in their berserker mode when they lose control of their minds and and or whatever, or if they are in t- in tune with their abilities, they can um, use their blood to create weapons or other stuff or have certain abilities like that, just based on their own blood. Really cool power system. But then you have the Momotaro Corporation, which is like the Momotaro family. And the branch families associated with the Momotaros, their sole purpose is the eradication of Oni. Right? Oh, is shit. the eradication okay. of Oni. Their ability is they have the they have this like their bodies produce this like black bacteria type that comes out of their body, and they use that kind of how similar to how the Oni use their blood. They can create weapons and stuff like that from it. Mm-hmm. So the where it comes into play is like the oni what the oni are uh have to like hide themselves from society and like and like protect their own because they're under scrutiny and and, then face extermination right so they form these coalitions and try to fight back against the momotaro corporation but when you it can at first the story is like oh, it's just Momotara versus Oni or whatever. But then when one of the characters explains the Oni's main purpose of fighting against the Momotara Corporation, it dawned on me, this, sh- this story is about racism. Oh, man. Like the Essentially, the Oni are um, trying to get a seat at the table of discussion when it comes to their human rights. Right? When it comes to their Mom. human rights. <laughs> and the Momotaro Corporation is so like anti-Oni that they are not gonna allow it to happen. And so they and so when negotiation is negotiation is broken down so much to the point where both sides have to form military coalitions to kill each yeah. other, essentially. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? The crazy thing is about it though is like it's not your standard like propaganda type racism because if you really want to boil it down like oni are are, detriment, are are a danger to society like they they could potentially wipe out a lot of people if they were to go berserk right yeah there's no propaganda on the end of the momotaro to point oni as being dangerous like they are dangerous okay you know what i'm saying and yeah. even the people that are owning themselves are are dangerous. One thing I do like about the story is that part, and then also they kind of do this thing that attack on Titan did where they kind of make it seem like well, you know when it when it comes to like stuff like a war, each side feels as though they are on the right side, yeah, you know what I'm saying so like sometimes when a character uh when a characters on either side die, like they make it seem like their death was like a noble death and like they had all these you know i'm saying like they they get all this praise and like how they were this great person right because either side feels as though they're justified in their actions like this one guy uh from the momotaro corporation he ended up dying and like big a big thing for him was like he his ability as a momotaro wasn't super like powerful but he was able to through hard work and some some cunning, some underhanded tactics was able to rise up to a pretty high position rank. So when he died, they gave this whole spread and this whole like thing. Like they basically like the 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 manga basically gave him like a eulogy essentially when he died. Oh, okay. And so like, which is a very interesting thing to do, especially when obviously the Momotaros are supposed to be the antagonists of the story.
1: Oh, okay.
0: You see what I'm saying?
1: Yes, yes.
0: So like you get situations where like this so is basically what they did. They gave him like a whole eulogy where they were like, "Oh, the lesser powerful Momotaros really looked up to this guy because of his hard work and dedication to the uh-huh. to his job." And he's, you know, saying that he was loved by X, Y, and Z, and then like all that stuff. And then it's like, "Oh, so Momo something dead at age 28 or something like that." There's another one. There's another guy that dies earlier on the in the in the the story and literally they're like the one of the his companion goes you can't die your child was just born and I go oh, whoa man. I was like oh, oh my Lord. god I was like oh my oh, god please, I have three kids I was like bruh because like obviously they're presented as these um evil people yeah and it's just like you can see like on either side they the author makes it look like either side is justified in their
1: actions, bro. I was gonna say before you got onto this for an Attack on Titan. You know, I guess spoilers for anyone who isn't caught up with the anime, only the anime. You're kind you kind of side with the racists. Lo- I mean, low key,
0: and then you get like situations with like you know you see like Aaron and. Those people uh, on Paradis and they're like the, like how they're like oh we're just, like oh, we're just in this issue we gotta go find the people that are doing this to us and kill them, and then you flash to Reiner and his and Reiner coming back to I forgot the name of the place, and like being in the being in these like these ghettos and being like kind of trying to
1: fucking put the gun in his mouth.
0: Yeah, be essentially being like fodder for the the other people that are like essentially like enslaving them and stuff like that. Yeah. and so like you kind of see like you get this weird thing where the people that are technically their oppressors are like just as human and just as you know conflicted in their own thought processes as the people that you have been with for three seasons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I yeah. think it's crazy how how it does how it does that, but. Again it was just really I just thought it was a funny uh thing that was kind of brought up was like yeah holy shit like <laughs> a bunch of fucking stories that are good have some weird tinge of racism in them, and it's like
1: I think it's that's it's crazy um, and that and not racism at saying like the writer is racist it's like in world there is a racist,
0: yes in world there's there's racism um,
1: i think I think that's very uh common because it's an easy bad guy it's yeah. like okay you gotta now you gotta hate this guy because he's a racist
0: <laughs> yes that, that that's the biggest thing it's a, it's a easy to just kind of uh, yeah it's uh, that's ridiculous even like even like tokyo ghoul technically really has them do i mean like the ghouls are ghouls eat humans they need I, humans i hate ghouls And I hate ghouls. I want to eradicate ghouls. The main character turns into a ghoul. He's half ghoul, half human. You know what I'm saying? It's like technically that has some, it's it's an easy bad guy. Cause it's like you hate all of this, all of these specific groups of people. So you're automatically going to have, like nobody's going to like you if you do that. You know what I'm
1: saying? Oh, I just remembered one more.
0: Saturo Gojo. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs)
1: You're going to make some people upset with that one. You just got, bro, every time I see that clip, I I play the Drewski clip in my head. That's got to be racist somehow. Oh That's got to be racist. <laughs> yeah, I think it was funny. Somebody, uh, this is with the
0: trend going around. I was like, what's the biggest, like, I, I'm him moments in anime? And somebody oh, somebody posted that clip of him fighting Miguel. And I was like, I understand the Black History Month, but Gojo went crazy. <laughs> Uh, we were talking about that before right like how people cut blue like people some people took that seriously and I was like it's a joke that's what I'm saying like People. Took I'll it se- deal I-
1: with the foreigner what do you mean by
0: that <laughs> exactly like obviously he's what do you mean like he's obviously a foreigner he's from Africa and he's in Japan yeah. he's a foreigner like come on now <laughs> but yeah I think I think the people that took that that take that joke and like are actually a little bit serious with it like come on what are we doing? Yeah,
1: it's it's like we we're just <laughs> having some fun.
0: Yeah, but um, yeah, but it's, it's just kind of it was kind of crazy like thinking about that because I was like, oh, this show's really good, and then I go wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I hope that show does get a an anime adaptation because I think it's really cool. It does it does some things very different than some shonen while also keeping the same kind of tropes in it like they have a rivalry trope. They have like the 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 school for X Y and Z people. You know what I'm saying? To to oh, learn like and the, train.
1: There there's an
0: X-Men essentially, there's like the the Oni Corporation, the Oni Core, which like they're their group of people and then you have different types of Oni with different types of abilities that are like fall into certain different categories, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. then you have um then you have that one Teacher character that used to be like the fucking man, but you know he's uh, he put away his you know what I'm he put away his violent ways and only wants to teach the youth now. You know what I'm saying? And every yeah. once in a while he'll pull out his, you you can see how good he is, and eventually he'll be incapacitated and have to rely on the main character to save it. You know, it's not anything super original because we see I've seen it a trillion times, sure, you know but it does a good enough job of. Telling it slightly differently, to where like it, you know, it it does a good job. Like it has like the rivalry trope where two characters are. It does a rivalry trope in two separate ways. Like it it does it where like you have the main character and his rival who's also just as good if not better than him, or like a prodigy, and like they're like together in their journey. But then in this one, they have like the main character, and then he meets a guy who like become they become friends but then it turns out that he's also a momotaro and it's like oh shit what's gonna happen you know what i'm saying it's like one of those so like now they become like this weird parallel of each other where they're on opposite sides of the spectrum i think it's cool and so but yeah it's just i guess something that i i guess i wanted to talk about i thought it was a be be a pretty um interesting thing to note because yeah a lot of it is kind of you know but it's like you said, though, like the it's the easy it's an easy way to paint a protagonist if you just make them racist, which is yeah. <laughs> which is like, can you please do something else, please? I don't want to. I don't want to have to see racism every single time in a story. Oh, yeah. I'd much rather it's got to be something else you can throw at me, please. Um, But yeah, uh, that's 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 really everything I had today. You got anything?
1: Uh no no nah, not that I, nothing else I want to talk about uh oh actually I think this would be kind of funny um me and my friends just started a D and D campaign oh you guys and did this, this last Thursday was day zero I we were creating characters okay and I think it'd be funny to show my guy hey okay go ahead I Um uh, wait who's in who's in it with you. So Sevi's DMing. Okay. Uh, did you you ever meet Blake?
0: I'm pretty sure I have. my Uh
1: Blake is this is his first time playing. Uh, Silva's brother Johnny is playing mm-hmm. with us, and then Sam, our boy Sam that we mentioned on the on the rainy pot podcast, mm-hmm. he's playing. He's usually DM, but he's very happy being a a player this time. Yeah. So he's the resident expert and we're all kind of just trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this is my first D&D campaign and I I wanted to be a ranger. because I thought rangers are, it just sounded cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of research you got to put into this stuff. I had to look up what races are good with a ranger. Mm-hmm. So I, I picked something called a bugbear. Oh, bug a bugbear? A bugbear is... It's neither bug nor bear. It's just like a goblin kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Not goblin. It's like a big furry. Like a monster kind of. Mm-hmm. Um. His name is Unj. I don't know if I ever told you the, the story with unja I mean... I know that's like your... It was a caveman I... nickname. Yes, okay, I can remember and that, yeah. And since I'm a monster, I was like, "Unge, fuck it, that's yeah. my name." Um. So let me let me tell you the backstory first. I have the most, uh, the most simple backstory. Okay. Because Blake Blake wrote out like a fucking, Blake's character like has a family crest, and his his, I think his. He's a family of nobles, but the father got assassinated and he he has, a, he's a lone ranger, a lone gunsman now, and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> my guy is, um, is what I wrote down. Unge is a bugbear ranger. He has a bow and arrow, throwing knives, and a club for co- closer combat if needed, though he likes to keep his distance because he has long arms. Because of his race and size, he was a handyman in his hometown village, but really, all he wants to do is cook recipes he sees on ye old TikTok, which is, instead of videos, it's like a newspaper. Oh my god. Um, because of his interest in cooking, he would go hunting for his own food so he wouldn't waste any of the villagers' meat. That's how he became proficient with a bow and arrow. Also, because of the time he spent in the forest, he knows a lot about plants, poisons, but not Plants and poisons, but not much about anything else. He has homemade poison he can choose to dip his throwing knives into, but it can run out if he uses it too much. He would have to find more poison ivy and boil it to make more. But he's a badass cook, so he can make a mean deer steak. Uh, Unge is wandering from village to village, just trying to improve his cooking skills and knowledge, like find the best meats, fish, and sweets to bake, all that stuff. But y'all, he, he also needs to make money. So he has to take up some odd jobs when he gets to a new village or he's taken up bounty hunting because it pays a lot. Hmm, and his goal, because everyone needs a goal, his goal is straight out of One Piece. He wants to become the king of the chefs. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's him. I don't hey, know if you can see him he's kind he's of. holding, he's holding T because he's he's the, he's the Sanji of the group.
0: Okay, okay, okay. I like that. I like that. That's funny. I think, and D and D is something I've you know always seen that's been pretty cool and something I kind of wanted to get into. I know, like for for a while because I remember like cause I had remember that like story that I kind of like storyboarded out that I was like oh you know if I could. If, yeah. I ended up, if I ended up meeting somebody that did comics, I would love to, like, make a story like this, right? Yeah. A lot of the, like, backgrounds and weapons and abilities and stuff like that that I thought about all came from D&D. Like, all, like, just D&D stuff. I follow a bunch of D&D accounts, like, on, like, a burner of mine. And, like, they post, like, a bunch of, like, weapons and homebrew stuff that they've been, like, making and worlds and stuff like that and I was like oh I'll just take some stuff inspiration from this and like try to put it sure. in, into like a story it's so, like I've always been interested in the d and d um culture I guess so like yeah. if so i'm I'm kind of excited to see how that turns out for you guys that definitely would be fun to to do you might as, you guys might as well try to film it try to put it on the youtube channel
1: yeah i gotta I gotta see how to how I, Plays out, and if I can get a, a good setup, mm-hmm. I have enough cameras, and yeah. all, it really is not that much editing.
0: Yeah, just have it on like just, I guess like have a few people on each angle of the camera, and then you could just change it depending on who's talking or who's doing what. Um, but uh,
1: yeah, I would have to see. You know, I have to plug in all the cameras and shit. Um, I want to, I want to, I want to get a few games in first to see mm-hmm. how how we flow because i know they're long
0: yeah yeah i mean you can always find like the best like you know if something funny happens or like something interesting happens you know just have i would uh, love to stream it but i don't have a graphics card <laughs> <laughs> that's that's in the that's in the uh in the works but um yeah, but yeah you got oh uh, before
1: we go we got any um you got any recommendations music wise <laughs> this is gonna be like the fifth week that i've Recommended this song, but it is a remix. The boys a liar with Ice Spice, Dude, that song's a banger. Holy shit. It's a shit. banger. That song's a banger.
0: <laughs> Holy he shit.
1: He blowing it back, thinking of me because he know that it's fat. Like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> she killed it. She killed it. No, she's like, she really went crazy on that. I'm not going to lie to you. She went crazy. Bruh, like. I didn't think I think after munch, I was like, where do you go from here?
1: Generally, if, if we really want to get into it, I think she needs, she can't pull it the baby. She's got to switch up the flow here or there. Yeah. But if she keeps on this, this kind of Nicki Minaj, uh, She's not like Nicki Minaj. I feel she's very different. But keep, if she keeps making like music that, that'll that hype up the girls, mm-hmm. they'll be bangers. Yeah. I think she built a cult
0: following and then off of the cult following, she like, you kind of have that. Oh, wait, she actually is pretty good.
1: And like I told you in this song, she her lyrics have substance because she's talking about like, and I don't sleep enough without you, and I don't eat enough without you. Like that's a kind of a personal thing, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Like I really just personally, I was like, where do you go after munch and smooch too? Because like what's so funny is like people listen to the first verse verse of smooch, they don't hear that second verse. That second verse is not good. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so people were like, like, damn, is she just gonna be doing the the that she's just gonna she's just gonna rap and then do that little thing where she like the under touches under her 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 crush the entire time and people suddenly <laughs> gonna think it's a banger, like I but per, but you know what I'm saying like that's what people were saying, and yeah. I'm like I'm like honestly like where do you go after much and then you hear her EP which is actually kind of like Princess Diana is a pretty solid song, and then the one the song she has with a uh, little TJ pretty solid song, you know what I'm the saying like
1: I that uh, she knows she attend. She had uh, many friends.
0: Yeah, I think I can't remember that one. But, but one that, that one's
1: that's popping off.
0: That's the that's the one that's popping off. I think it just she's actually decent. And then also I like yeah. Boys a Liar. I like Boys a Liar. Anyway, Pink Panthers is really good.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Pink Panthers is 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 phenomenal. Bro, she's gonna be a legend. She's really great. Good. I love her.
0: And then like stuff where, where I spice hops on like different types of songs. Hop, hop, hop on a jungle jungle song
1: yeah like it's it's and she has kind of like a drill flow and to put on that into the, this, mm-hmm. this this like poppy very electronic sounding song it like fit it was it was cool mm-hmm. that's the biggest
0: thing i think if she obviously that like where she's from it's all gonna be drill like type stuff you know what i'm saying like that's just where she's from that's how she started technically because Munch. If you listen to the beat of Munch, like that's a drill beat.
1: Yeah, of course. So like, it's really just about what
0: she does after that.
1: I think she can go far because of her personality. I think she's cool. Mm -hmm. After seeing a few interviews with her, I'm like, oh, she's kind of funny. Like she's
0: cool. She has good her she has good charisma. I feel like you need that. I, I hate how apparently that's not where it came from but it, it works really well it makes
1: sense oh bro sense. fucking making my D guy i rolled for my stats and i have high charisma and immediately <laughs> i was like oh i'm the rizzler of the group. Yeah, i'm the... <laughs> i'm
0: dead um but yeah okay so the, yeah, that song is gonna be gonna make definitely make the playlist because it's fire but hell yeah um speaking of jungle I found um, this guy called Tokyo Pill, and there's a song uh, that popped up on my TikTok the other day. You know, TikTok always is always hit or miss with like new songs, especially when it comes to like anime edits and stuff. But mm-hmm. the song is called "Let's All Love Lane," and it's like a super cool jungle beat. This guy in general, Tokyo Pill, he or she—I don't know that—I don't know like what like who this person is but they um their sound and their aesthetic is based off of serial experiments lane the anime oh shit okay so like a lot of their cover arts a lot of their like just overall theme of how they make music especially with jungle electronic is all that kind of weird weird kind of like 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 weird kind of vibe of serial experiments lane where it's like super eerie with also being you know like very like hype and then also having like this weird like this super cool moments where it's like it's, it's just super like really diverse and unique uh music when it comes to like the jungle genre so let's all love lane is a good song um what else uh they also have a song called uh, it, they also have an album called Tokyo Drift Club and it's like a bunch of jungle songs and, and stuff That's like it's just pretty dope and then my last one is probably uh, this Somebody's Child. It's the name of a band or an Irish band. Their self-titled album, Somebody's Child, is their debut. And um, their album is pretty solid, too. If you like it's, just like, it's like a standard alternative album, but with nothing super crazy or diverse to the sound. But they just do a really good job with it. So um, if you like stuff like that, then give that uh, a try. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's been everything, right? That's all we, all we had today? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know DreamCon is coming up. Uh, I know it's, I mean, I know it's coming up. It's kind of relative. Yeah. Because it is February. But um, tickets and hotel have been secured. So mm-hmm. we're excited to, both of us are, are excited to go do that. The plane tickets are a whole other story. <laughs> We'll deal with that when we get there. Yeah, they charge an arm, leg, and next of kin for them tickets. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, next time. I'm the Nostalgia. I also still Peace out. Peace.